The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And as we roll toward the summer months, waiting for a training camp for your Giants to uh, to return to football, still lots to talk about, lots of people to talk to, folks we haven't talked to in quite a while. And one of those joins us right now. I'm joined by New York Post columnist Steve Serby, who we haven't talked to in in a good long time. Steve, how you doing? Hey, good to hear your voice again, Ed. How's your uh, off-season been? Good, good. Yours? Very good, very good. I, um, you know, got, uh, got my vaccination and uh, uh, hopefully uh, in a few months we'll all get booster shots and... Uh, hopefully, 80% maybe of the country will be vaccinated. It'll be, it, it's nice. Even uh, the, the early hint of normalcy is nice, but, but we're not there yet. There you go. There you go. Um, I got my vaccine, and it, it gave me bragging rights in my family, to tell you the truth, because my, my, my 25-year-old son got his vaccine, and when he got his second shot, he called in sick from work. He was down for the count for an entire day. He basically could barely get himself out of bed. When I got my second shot, I just worked the, the next day, took a little nap, you know, worked all day, had a headache, took a nap, no big deal. So so I get bragging rights as the tough guy in the family. Uh, this is not a commentary on the soft younger generation, is it? I uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> did you get uh, Did you get Moderna or Pfizer? I got the Moderna. Yeah, I got the Moderna too. I had a a slight headache for a day and a little fatigue, but nothing. Thank God, nothing beyond that. Yeah, you and so, me both. If that's you know what, if that's what we all have to go through to be safe, then so be it. Yeah, and I I, I just started eating indoors. Uh, in certain restaurants, I've been eating outdoors where obviously it's supposedly safer. 
but uh, being vaccinated, I do feel more secure that I can eat indoors as long as I'm away from other people who I do not trust to be responsible. I I hear you, Steve. I hear you. You know, I I feel weird without my mask on these days, but uh, but weird, but but glad not to have to wear it. Exactly, exactly right. So hopefully, one of these years, hopefully, we'll be able to get back into the locker room and and uh, uh, you know, I did buy Zoom stock. I have to admit, I did, I did buy Zoom stock, but uh, every everything, as you know, in every sport right now is over Zoom. Every interview is over Zoom. And uh, I really miss the the, uh, the locker room access and the ability to build relationships that way. And I'm sure you do too. Oh, most most definitely. It's just, it it's impossible. And I know you've been doing this for a long time. And one of the great things is to is to be able to pull a guy aside and, and have a conversation and and get to know them a little bit. You know, you don't always get the opportunity with these guys, even when you've got face-to-face access. You don't always get the opportunity, you know, to have them alone, to to pull them aside, to really get to know them. But but it's nice when you can, and and it's it's impossible, you know, across a computer screen. Yeah. Well, the only good news is I've saved a lot of money on gas, but. Uh... There, there is I'll that. I, that I, I, I would trade. I'll trade that in for locker room access. You know, I haven't had to make the two hundred ninety mile round trip, and I haven't had to pay for a hotel to cover the Giants now in about a year and a half. So, so that works. That's right. That's right. You've got a little ways to travel, a little so. longer than most of us. But uh, yeah, but uh, again, you'll you'll. You'll look forward to the day when we're back in the locker room. So, and and you know, at least a step toward normalcy, Steve. It looks like you know. How much are you looking forward to uh, to going to MetLife on September twelfth and and watching a football game with a stadium filled with people? Yeah, that's that's the that's the good news that stadiums will be full again this year. Um, but again, again. After the game, what I did last year um, was I would go to the game and then leave leave the press box uh, to go to my car in the parking lot and do my Zoom interview in my car. So that's the new reality now. If I go to the stadium, when I go to the stadium, uh, I'm going to go down to my car and uh, do my Zoom interview there. And then write, and you know me, sometimes I write in my car, very often I do, uh, on my iPhone. My iPhone is my computer. I'm a little bit different. Uh, I, I, I don't know, Steve. I cannot, I, I cannot write on my phone. I just, I, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah, I don't even bring my computer with me anymore. My iPhone is my computer. I, I, I'm very comfortable writing on my phone. I don't, I, I don't know how that began or why that began, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm used to writing in my car on my iPhone. As long as you're, as long as, as long as you're parked and you're not driving, (laughs) we're good to go. Yes, that is, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. I would never. I I don't. I don't text and drive, and nobody should. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it'll be great seeing fans back in the stadium again. It'll, it'll feel like you're at a sporting event. And uh, I mean, look at. Look at the uh, the garden with the Knicks. Look, look at 
look at the energy. I mean, the players feel it. The writers feel it. It, it's, it, it is closer to normalcy. Now we just got to get uh, the NFL and uh, MLB and the NBA to uh, somehow feel that it's safe to open up the locker rooms. But again, please, people, get vaccinated. Yeah, and, and and the other part of that is, you know, please, fans, keep keep the water bottles, keep the objects, keep your spit, keep everything to yourself, please. You know, enjoy the game oh, and keep all of that to yourself. What a bunch of idiots! How how stupid can you be after after looking forward for over a year to being a fan again in attendance, and then doing something that stupid and that idiotic and forfeiting your right to be a fan and just having no respect for the players is it, just despicable and those fans should be banned for life absolutely absolutely i you know i just think it it's it's part of it's part of where we are now i think you know people People feel like they're part of the event, and they feel like there's no boundary, and and they're just there has to be. Yeah, well, you know, this stuff has happened before, but it just seems like people these days, too many people, not everybody, obviously, but there's a lot of angry people out there for whatever reason, and uh, uh, we're not going to get into politics here, but uh, there has to be more respect for, for for your fellow man than there is right now. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, um, the word respect, Stephen, it actually actually makes me think about the New York Giants. And... You're you're always thinking about the New York Giants. Well, when you have to write as many stories a day about the Giants as as we do at Big Blue View, you you don't have much of a choice, Steve. (laughs) But... Yeah. But but well, you, no, but you you do you do a tremendous job. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. And and you know, as I said at the top, really appreciate you. You know, taking the time to join us. I keep looking at these at these preseason predictions and preseason rankings, and and I you know who knows what's going to happen, Steve. But I am a little bit surprised at at the love for the Washington football team and the the amount of people looking at a 17-game season and, and thinking that, you know, that the Giants are going to win six or seven games. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but with everything they've done this offseason, Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson, you know, what looks like a pretty good draft, with everything they've done, don't you feel a little bit surprised that that they're not getting a little bit more buzz, you know, from from uh, you know from the NFL community? Well, and yes and no. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, they're they're not believers, obviously, as much as the Giants are in Daniel Jones. Uh, what which Daniel Jones will show up? The, the Daniel Jones who opened everybody's eyes as a rookie or the Daniel Jones who regressed as a sophomore player in the NFL. Um, And Washington has Chase Young, and they've got that defensive line, and they've added to their receiving core. 
And but then again, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, some you you got the good Ryan Fitzpatrick and you got the bad Ryan Fitzpatrick. But they've got an elite coach, I believe. Ron, Ron Rivera is a tremendous coach. Uh, but when I look at the NFC East, I, I look at three teams. The, the Giants, in, in no particular order, the Giants, Cowboys, and Washington, as just all, all even. I, I think it's a toss-up in the NFC East as of right now. And I think the Eagles are the team uh, because of the quarterback situation with Jalen Hurts. I think they're the last place team in the division. And I think it's a complete toss-up between the other three, Cowboys, uh, Giants, and Washington. And it all depends on Daniel Jones. It, it's all set up on a tee for him. The Giants bent over backwards in the offseason, in free agency, and in the draft to make sure that he is the franchise quarterback that Dave Gettleman envisions being. Or at least that or at least that they've given him every possible chance to be that. Hey, Steve, yeah, how much, no, no excuse. Right. No excuse. How much how much does this remind you of where the Giants were, of where the franchise was, you know, maybe a couple of years into the, the tenure of Eli Manning? Do you draw similarities or 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 does it not sort of feel like the same sort of path or the same sort of possibility? Well, let's look at um, what year was it when the Giants, I think, I think Daniel Jones, except for the offensive line, Eli had a better offensive line early in his career than, than Daniel Jones is now. And obviously there's all, all kinds of uh, skepticism about whether the Giants are right about their current offensive line. They believe in this young offensive line, and they better be right. Um, but Eli had a better offensive line. He had Tiki Barber. Daniel Jones has, hopefully for his sake and for Giant fans' sake, a healthy Saquon Barkley. Um, and what year was it that Eli uh, got uh, Plaxico on his side? I was it was it 06 I think it was it was not the Super Bowl year I think it was the year before that Okay so that was Eli's third year right correct third right. year So in in Daniel Jones third year he gets a Kenny Galladay uh, a big target as as Plexico was but uh, and, and Eli had Amani Toomer still at the end of his career correct Right and Jeremy Shockey So I think the weapons are, are, are comparable. Um, the Giants obviously had a better defense, right, with Strahan and O.C. and the young Tuck, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he had a better defense for, to support him. Uh, and he had Tom Coughlin as well. Now, um, Daniel Jones has enough. He has enough to... to to get the Giants to the playoffs. He has enough around him. It's up to him now. Now, don't forget, Eli didn't make the playoffs in 06, I don't believe. He made it in 05, his second year, when they got shut out by the Panthers. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I believe so, Steve. I'd have to actually look that one up, yeah. but I think you're right. Yeah. 
his playoff run, his Super Bowl run happened in 07. That was his fourth year. But the Giants can't wait around for Daniel Jones uh, for his fourth year. Daniel Jones has to do it this year so the Giants can feel safe and sound that he's the guy beyond year three. And uh, I, I, think, I think Daniel Jones is going to do the job. I just have a good feeling about him. Um, I think um, he, he's everything you want from an intangible standpoint. He's got the physical tools. He's, a, he's an excellent leader. Joe Judge loves him. I just think that Jason Garrett has to step up to the plate with all these new toys and be, give Daniel Jones the quarterback-friendly offense that Garrett is supposed to be able to give him. Right, and I just wonder, you know, I've talked to to some guys that really know quarterback play and and, and have known, you know, Jason Garrett for a while, and and they're all confident that that he will make the necessary changes, you know, and, and, and yet I, I suppose in this case seeing is believing because – you know, because we we need to see some differences with this Giants team. We need to see some creativity with with Kadarius Tony, and we need to see some more downfield shots. and And let me let me ask you about Jason Garrett. Are you are are you a believer? You know, in Garrett as the offensive coordinator, or are you kind of of the belief that 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 given his own 100% free reign to to make this choice that that maybe Joe Judge would have moved on from Jason Garrett. Well, I think Joe Judge knows enough about all assets, all facets of football. If he didn't think Jason Garrett was the right guy, he would have made a change. We've seen that. We've seen Joe Judge is not hesitant to make a change. So. Um, you know, he's got all these weapons now. He's got Kadarius Tony to, to play around with. He's got Galladay. He's got Kyle Rudolph in the red zone. Um, he's got uh, Evan Ingram back. And most importantly, he's got Saquon Barkley back. Saquon Barkley can catch 70 passes out of the backfield, maybe more. So it shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, that, that seems like the best job in the world, offensive coordinator, well, not in the world, but uh, maybe in the NFC East. Offensive coordinator, coordinator, New York Giants. If if Jason Garrett, if Daniel Jones had a problem with Jason Garrett, then Joe Judge would have made the change. That being said, it's on Jason Garrett now to step up and be the offensive coordinator that the Giants need him to be. Now, I spoke to Jason Witten, uh, Garrett's old uh, tight end with the Cowboys, uh, prior to Garrett first year with the Giants, and he raved about him. Now, that wasn't the Jason Garrett the Giant fans saw last year. So let's be the Jason Garrett that that Jason Witten was raving about, the, the, the offensive coordinator who can scheme people open and be that quarterback-friendly offensive coordinator. He's, there's no excuses for Garrett either. So... Um, the jury is out, obviously, but like I said, if Daniel Jones and Joe Judge didn't believe in Jason Garrett, he wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to think you're right about that, Steve. Hey, if, you know, obviously everybody's got their fingers crossed. You, you, you hope that things go well. You hope that, that Daniel Jones, you know, steps up. It, you're absolutely right, I think, that so much of, of how the Giants' season goes is in the hands of, of Daniel Jones. But in in your mind, thinking ahead... What happens if it doesn't go well? What happens if he doesn't make that step? What happens if the Giants are a six or seven win team? Are are the Giants not only looking for another quarterback, uh, maybe another offensive coordinator? Are they also looking for a new GM at that point too? Absolutely, yeah. I believe they are. I believe this is a critical year for Dave Gettleman as well because – he, he put his legacy on the line with Daniel Jones. Now, I didn't agree with the pick at number six. I was I was proven wrong uh, when he was a rookie. Um, but this is the guy, and this is the guy that everybody in the organization believes on. But if Daniel Jones isn't the guy, then I think you're going to see Daniel uh, David Gettleman head out to uh, Cape Cod, he'll, he'll step down. But that's being negative. Um, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Daniel Jones is going to uh, uh, restore faith in the quarterback position with the New York Giants. I, I, I think Daniel Jones has what it takes. And I, I just if, if, and if he doesn't, shame on him, because he's got all the weapons he needs. And, and Saquon's return is just huge. But they better be right about the offensive line. That's the key. They better be right about the offensive line. And they believe they are. Well, you know, we'll see about that. Uh, but remember also, the defense with Patrick Graham will keep the games close for Daniel Jones to win. So Daniel Jones has to be at his best in the fourth quarter, the way Eli Manning always was all those years. Uh, and I'm looking for a breakout year. I, I was looking for it last year from Lorenzo Carter. Well, what do you think about Lorenzo? I, I'm not so sure about Lorenzo. I think I think we saw a lot of signs last year of of maturity as a person, um, of growth in a lot of ways. I'm just not sure, to be honest with you, that he's ever going to be that, that dynamic edge player that the Giants would like him to be, but then again, it you know Leonard Floyd just had the best year of his career in his fourth or fifth year, and and it took Shaq Barrett four or five years to to really to really become dominant. So he still has the physical skills. You know, let's let, let's let, let's hope you're right and I'm wrong. Yeah, well, you know they drafted uh, Aziz Ojolari, uh, who could obviously. Obviously, they're expecting him to, to juice the pass rush. Um, but I, I just have a good feeling about Lorenzo Carter. If he's healthy, uh, I think he can be an 8-10 to 10 sack guy. But I've always, I thought that a year ago before he got hurt. And, and Leonard, Williams, Leonard Williams needs a sidekick. He needs a, a guy to help him out because obviously teams are going to focus more on Leonard Williams than they ever have. And Dalvin Tomlinson isn't there now, although Danny Shelton is, uh, and Danny Danny Shelton is a large human being. 
Um, but yeah, they, they need Leonard Williams will need. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Leonard Williams to live up to that contract. Right. But they still need. You know, the Giants of yesteryear uh, were always known for the pass rush, and they need. Leonard Williams needs a wingman, and I'm I'm betting that Lorenzo Carter will be that wingman. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to mark that one down, and, and, and I'm going to hold you to that one, Steve. Yeah, put down 8 to 10 sacks for me, for Carter. All right. All right? All right. 8 All right. to 10. So yeah. we'll, we'll, and if does, I'm wrong, if I'm wrong don't, please don't play this interview back. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to take a reporter pool on, on Lorenzo Carter's sacks and, 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 see who, and see who wins. <laughs> yeah, but even, you know, even, even in the absence of a heavy pass rush or a traditional Giants pass rush, the Giants secondary is loaded. Um, uh, Logan Ryan, he's the quarterback. What a, what a tremendous pickup that was by Gettleman. Um, uh, Julius, I mean, Jabril Peppers, I keep calling him Julius. Uh, <laughs> Adoree Ador- Jackson, um, the, uh, Darnay Holm. Uh, James Blackberry. I mean, they're they're loaded back there, they're, and 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 you know Patrick Graham from game to game will be will have the team. Will, he will keep the game close. I think that's guaranteed against against virtually everybody except for maybe the elite offenses. But uh, I think you know everybody should trust Patrick Graham off the work he did last year and. Um, uh, it's up to it's going to be up to Daniel Jones to find a way to win, and that's what that's what franchise quarterbacks do. They find a way to win. All right, hey Steve, thank you, thank you very very much for for spending some time. We appreciate it. You know, hopefully uh, we get to training camp, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll actually we'll actually be able to be out there, and we'll see you out there. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? With with no masks, how about that? Right? No masks. That would be that. Well, that, your, that would be awesome. Tell your listeners. Tell your listeners to get vaccinated. All right, I think I think you just did, Steve. <laughs> so uh, I always, right. uh, I, 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 like I said, always appreciate it. Thank you much for spending the time, and uh, and hopefully yeah. we'll hopefully we'll see you at training camp. All right, take care. All right, Ed. Likewise, the division's wide open except for the Eagles. That's my final thought. All right, take care. Thanks, Ed. Take care. You too. Bye. Giants fans, thank you very, very much for listening. Take care of each other out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.